Welcome to Meet the Black Press, a podcast dedicated to telling the untold stories of the black community in the United States and the black diaspora around the world. Meet the Black Press is presented by the National Newspaper Publishers Association Podcast Network. Okay, and we're back at the 2018 National Newspaper Publishers Association. That's a tongue twister. Yes, it is. (laughs) Annual convention. We have the lovely Dorothy Lavelle. You're the chairman of NNPA. That's correct. Ms. Lavelle, before we get into the power of the black press, voting registration, civic rights, when I say the numbers 1968, what does that mean to you? Oh, it, it says one of the most devastating years of loss, and I'm saying L-O-S-S, uh, beginning with the death of Dr. Martin Luther King in April, uh, and then June of um, Attorney General Robert Kennedy, who was running for presidential nomination at the time, Democratic nomination. And October 1968, I lost my husband. Uh, he uh, was the founder, one of the founders of our newspapers. And we had been married less than five years. And uh, we had two children and a very short illness. Uh, We lost a father and we lost a husband. And so 1968 was devastating. Yet, uh, it uh, meant that um, I had a new role. I was now publisher of the Chicago and the Gary Crusader newspapers. And so while I mourn the loss of my husband and the loss of Dr. King and Robert Kennedy. And uh, earlier, I found myself with newness uh, in the form of my role at the Crusader. I worked at the Crusader already, but certainly not as publisher. So 1968 had, uh, it was devastating in the losses and then it was new life in the new position. So, uh, it's a kind of pro and con kind of situation. Uh, certainly, um, I wish could have turned back the hands on the losses, but again, the new opportunity was exciting. And as a black publisher, were you good friends with Dr. King? I'm curious. I was not great friends with Dr. King. I followed Dr. King. I was supportive of Dr. King when he came to Chicago. I found myself at his rallies and so many other occasions, but no, I was not. Of course, when I was in high school in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, I thought we were good friends. I never met him, but uh, his philosophy and many things that he said, I took them very, very deeply. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was arrested in Arkansas as a young person, and once I was taken into custody, uh, I said to the policeman, Dr. King says that I'm good as anybody, and I have the right to walk on the sidewalk. So I quoted him. You would think that I actually knew him personally. And I guess I did in the way that uh, he had done so much for us. He, he helped us to be liberated, more liberated than we were. And uh, his philosophy was just so uh, insightful and meaningful and called to action for you to stand up and speak out. And so I didn't know him personally. Uh, but uh, certainly his philosophy and and support from our newspaper and on those occasions when he was in Chicago, I found myself 
being there as if I, uh, he and I were uh, best buds, so to speak, or we were certainly close friends. And this is 1968, you yes. are large and in charge, running mm -hmm. black newspapers. Mm -hmm. What was that like being in a male-dominated industry? Oh, can I tell you, it was <laughs> devastating. Uh, there must have been only five women publishers at that time, uh, I had uh, been a regular attendee as a publisher's wife with my husband a few years before he died. Uh, but uh, in 1968, they did not uh, take us seriously as publishers, women. Uh, most of those five uh, women, they were all uh, senior citizens. Uh, and uh, here I was, a young girl, Basically, I mean, I was 24 years old, and uh, I found myself in this new position, uh, not really accepted by many of the older women. Mm. There were some, though, that was just pretty liberal. I, I found that those women who were very self-confident, they accepted me readily. But other women, I guess, who felt threatened or didn't understand who I was, uh, didn't know me, they were not always uh, very supportive, but in this male-dominated uh, profession, it was extremely hard. Uh, many of uh, uh, supporters of the Crusader and of my husband were not necessarily supporters of mine. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when he died, they said, you, she'll never be able to get out the issue that he had died. Well. Let's fast wow. forward ah. okay, talk <laughs> 50 about it. years, and here we still are uh, as publisher. I had worked at the Crusader seven years prior to his, um, to his uh, death. So they made deals. They got advertising. They had this um, uh, uh, relationship with the business people, most of them men. They met at the bar and they talked about the issues of the day. They got advertising from those relationships and all. And I had two children to raise. I could not hang out in the bars. And even if I did, I don't think I would have been well rece uh, received by uh, the other males. And so it was difficult. Uh, those who didn't see me as just a female, there were those who said she's too young, she hasn't had any experience, all of this stuff was very true. But what made me different and what made me realize, and I, I did, I almost forgot earlier this year, it'd been 50, it'll be 50 years October of 1960, uh, uh, in 1968 that he died. So it'll be in October, it'll be exactly 50 years. Uh, but it was not, um, if, if it wasn't because of my sex, it was certainly because of my youth, that uh, they, they were betting on the fact that it, it would, I would not be able to sustain the publications. And so those who uh, saw it as an investment in the future, Many of them did not support me uh, advertising-wise or even um, uh, subscribers uh, did not support me at first. But they didn't know the big D, and it didn't stand for Dorothy. It was determination. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, and you're, you're, even though you said that you're kind of modest because you did not mention what you just uh, 
purchased or what just happened for your uh, yes your group? Oh yes, uh, it's really exciting. You know, usually it's white uh, company uh, purchasing a black company, but in this instance, it's a black company purchasing a white product. The name of the uh, newest acquisition that I'm involved with is the Reader in Chicago, Illinois. It has uh, circulation 85 to 90,000, but predominantly white readers. Uh, they um, have some uh, African-American readers and other nationalities, but by and large, I would think that 90, 95%, uh, and that may be low uh, our readers of the Reader newspaper were uh, Caucasian. And uh, so uh, for us to have the opportunity to and acquire it, yes, and uh, to acquire uh, this publication is really historical. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want anybody to think I had any money. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I want to <laughs> caution all of those bill collectors <laughs> that may be waiting in the wings that uh, uh, this is the same Dorothy Lavelle uh, prior to the announcement. but. Um, I had, um, I was just really gratified that the major investors virtually insisted that I would consent to uh, be the lead uh, person in regards to that this new uh, newspaper. And as a result, uh, the newspaper will be 85% black owned. Uh, the other 15% is going to be retained by the daily newspaper that we acquired it from the Chicago Sun-Times. They will uh, retain 15%. That was a part of the deal, and uh, but the rest of it, uh, I'll have 15%. And, uh, and then 70% uh, will uh, belong to the, uh, these investors. So it's a great opportunity, uh, and I'm just really uh, humbled uh, by uh, the idea that these people of great means financially, as well as being well-connected, uh, felt that I was the ideal person to, to carry this uh, publication forward. So we're looking forward to it. Um, it's, it. It is not in the black uh, as of now, but we feel very uh, certain that uh, once our plan is in place that we'll be able to turn that around. And I don't want to misquote you, but I believe I heard you say um, during this year's NPA um, conference in February at the DuPont Hotel in DC, mm -hmm. You said something to the effect of, to your knowledge, there hasn't um, been a black newspaper to go under, but you have these white publications who will go under. Mm -hmm. um, talk about the power of the black press. Oh, the power of the black press, and of course, a lot of it has to do with our mission. Uh, I'm not sure, it, we may have lost a few publishers during the, this new digital age, um, advertising has been hard to come by. Many of our publishers have suffered just uh, tremendously, including myself. Uh, uh, our revenue is down from years past. Uh, but the reason why we don't have so many failures is the fact that our publications were founded for a very different reason than the mainstream press. The mainstream press their purpose in life was to make money. That was never uh, uh, our main uh, mission. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure if it was mentioned 
that we were launching these publications, uh, or John Russ Worm and Samuel Cornish in uh, 1827. I don't remember seeing anything about any money. And it had to do because it was a need in our community for uh, us to be able to communicate, to inform our people of, of programs and situations to make their lives better. But it was never about the publisher or the newspaper itself uh, being uh, some kind of investment that was gonna make us rich. And so I think even in spite of the bad times, many of our publishers have just taken the hit themselves uh, and they're trying to stick it out and they're still trying to put out the best product that they can under these uh, dire financial circumstances. And so it's because of that mission why we have not lost more newspapers because we have a greater mission than just to make money. We'd like to make some money. We'd like to have more money at, at, um, as resources so that we could improve our products. But it's not the overriding factor for us to continue to publish. And so we are great, innovative people. We've learned how to do with less. We'd like to learn, we'd like to have, as I said, more resources. But again, the mission of the black press is the main reason why we continue to be. Well, Mrs. Lowe, I could talk to you forever. Yes. You used to be president of NNPA. Yes. But the time is up. Okay. <laughs> so All right. That was quick. I know. I always talk too long. I think that might be the problem. No. It, no. no. <laughs> but it has been interesting, and thank you for bringing up uh, some issues that sometime I've suppressed over these 50 years. Right. On, uh, well, you said D yeah. is not for Dorothy, it's for determined. So. Determination. Hello. Girl power. <laughs> okay, Very good. good.